It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Uh, not much. We're getting closer and closer to, to holiday season, which is nice. Uh, the Cowboys are uh, inching closer and closer to a uh, an opponent that maybe they can win <laughs> against. So uh, we're gonna have an uh, uh, you know we have an interesting matchup between two teams that are not very good football teams right now. <laughs> You're saying this isn't gonna be one of the most uh, watched games on Sunday. Maybe not. No, I, I think you know, I will say this is one of the more important games on Sunday, right? Maybe, because the, yeah. the loser of this game is going to have the t- probably the third pick in the draft. Uh, the winner could pick outside the top five. And we kind of know how this draft class is. It's, you know, there's a couple guys at the very top. And then after the top three guys, it really drops off. So uh, low key, important game on Sunday, just not for the reasons that everybody expects. So. Uh, all right, Landon, we're going to do something a little different on this show. Typically, our Friday shows are previewing uh, you know, the upcoming game, talking about the matchups and uh, all that kind of stuff. But I know you guys, I know the listeners, you guys don't want us to talk about the, the Bengals and what, what they're doing well. You want to talk about uh, what to watch for, what good things and positive things can we take away from this game. And I want to start with Andy Dalton. And really, that's my biggest thing, right? This is a revenge game for him. I think he's going to play well. And actually, I think he's played fairly well over the last couple of weeks. What are you expecting for Andy Dalton in his return to Cincinnati? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that it's it's the big it, it's the big storyline here, especially ever since Dak went down. I mean, not that there were a lot of huge storylines between uh, a two teams that are like you said battling for position in the, in the top of the draft, but I mm-hmm. think yeah, obviously, you know, Andy Dalton having been in uh, in Cincinnati for a number of years, a decade plus, uh, and then uh, leaving to. You know, kind of find a, a new, get a fresh start with this new coaching staff that come in, and obviously famously drafted Joe Burrow, Burrow number one. Um, you know, I think there's obviously some familiarity there. We discussed a little bit of that when we talked about Pittsburgh and about Baltimore. For, you know, familiarity with the AFC East, but this mm-hmm. is obviously even more because this is a guy, this is a team that whose building he went in for ten plus years. So, uh, obviously, I think these, a lot of these guys on this team, especially the veterans, know him. Um, and and you know, I, I don't know that it. it it's like there's they have any more of a book on Andy Dalton than anybody else. I mean, like no. I said, there's a decade plus of film on him. If you want to know strengths and weaknesses, 
I mean, I think you, we've given the, given you know a lot of uh, a pretty good input sure. on what you could do to you know to to make Andy Dalton uncomfortable. So, but I do think that there's something emotionally there, and in a lot of the similar ways that you know we talked about with Des Bryant in the previous week, which unfortunately didn't get to play out the way that we thought. But I right. think you know, there is a lot of emotion there, and and I'm, I'm sure that Dalton. Uh, you know, in this opportunity with you know with the Cowboys, uh, and and frankly with you know the, the Bengals not being one of the better you know obviously one of the better teams in the league, I, I think Dalton probably views this as a very winnable game for for the Cowboys and mm-hmm. uh, is is probably going to give you know that kind of extra effort that you usually see players give when they face their former teams. Yeah, this is going to be interesting before Dalton because I don't think there's any hard feelings here, right? No. I don't think. I don't think the Bengals, you know, released him with, you know, because he was so bad or anything. I think they they did it to give him a shot to go play elsewhere. Yeah. And he's getting that shot. So I think the the fans in Cincinnati are going to be very receptive to Dalton. Um, Before we move on, how do you think Dalton has played for the Cowboys this year? If you had to give him, you know, A to F, uh, what would you grade him? You know, I think I think Dalton has played decently well. I thought I'd give him a, a B minus, probably. You know, I I, okay. I think I think we got to get a look at the context again of what's happening. I mean, I, you know, this Dalton was brought in to be the kind of backup quarterback that could get you through three games if if Dak twisted an ankle, not if Dak Ex- you know broke the ankle <laughs> and, right. and had to be out for right. the whole season. So, I and I think you know you add in what what's also happened on top of that before Dak got hurt with all the injuries to the offensive line and mm-hmm. what's happening with the defense. This isn't exactly what Andy Dalton signed up for. So I, I do think that he's done a, a an excellent job, all things considered. There, uh, you know, is it what you'd want from your starting quarterback or is it what you want overall for the season absolutely not but i think in the context of what he's doing uh what, what you know who he's working with i thought i think he's done an admirable job yeah i think the baltimore game is like the perfect example of what andy dalton is in the nfl right that's a really good defense he got you 17 points it probably should have been what 26 i mean even if, if zerline misses two of those kicks or just one of those kicks it's 23 points uh, I think he's fine. I think he's able to allow the receivers to function at a passable level. We're still seeing Amari Cooper play really well. CeeDee Lamb is getting opportunities. It's not a disaster back there like it is for some other backup quarterback situations. Like, I mean, when Brandon Whedon was here in Dallas, I mean, the, the receivers just got no chances, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they literally were basically not used at all in the offense. Matt Castle was a turnover machine. Uh, we've seen some really bad backup quarterbacks roll in here. Andy Dalton has been passable, and that's really all you want from your backup quarterback. So uh, just curious to see how he plays. I, I expect him to play well. Uh, and against a team that's just not a very good defense, he should have a pretty big day. All right, the second thing that we are looking forward to seeing, Landon, is the Cowboys' pass rush. Um, they've been up and down over the last couple of weeks. This is a game they absolutely have to dominate. The Cincinnati Bengals' offensive line, fully healthy, is not very good. Uh, they've had a bunch of injuries. No Jonah Williams in this game he's, as he's on the injured reserve list. Uh, we'll see an old friend in Xavier Suofilo who might be their best offensive lineman right now, just to show you where they're at. Wow. What are you expecting from the Cowboys offense or a Cowboys pass rush in this game? I, I'm expecting a bounce back, you know, because, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of what's been disappointing the most the last two weeks has been uh, a, a just a lack of an umph there. You've seen, uh, you know, at different points they've been able to get pressure on the on the passer 
you know, pretty mm-hmm. consistently. Um, I think you like generally what you have in specifically at this point, Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory uh, didn't get to see a ton of them last last week. We'd, I'd love to see a little bit more, but I, I do think that you know this is a, a week to do it, right? This is obviously a, a, a mismatch in the favor of the Cowboys, uh, and they need to take advantage of it. I think you know we need to see right. a production from these guys on a regular basis. I mean because. You know, I have faith going into next year that those two, uh, that that Lawrence and, and and Gregory can be, you know, the the top two pass rushers on our team, kind of going into the year. But I need to see more. You know, I, I still need to see, especially it gets kind of lesser than competition. I need. To I see want to some- see more Valden Smith, man, because yeah, we talked about this on an earlier podcast this week, but. His play has really declined over the last month. I was that's what I was going to say next is that I think, you know, outside of those two, we still need to see something out of Alden Smith to, you know, kind of confirm that we should be thinking about re-signing him. And I don't know if part of what's going on with Alden Smith is obviously his first year back you know, after a long layoff. It's a grind of a season, there's no doubt, and this year even more so maybe because of mm-hmm. all the extra precautions that everyone has to take, it just can wear on you mentally, but um, yeah, I, I think that there is there needs to be uh, an uptick in production across the board from these guys uh, simply because they're playing a mismatched uh, offensive yeah. line, and you know they haven't put up the the production that you'd want to see from this group. That again is really the only, if you want to call it, bright spot on the defense. So you need to see them producing on a regular basis. Otherwise, this defense will continue to look pretty lost. Yeah, I think we need to, to find out how many defensive ends and defensive linemen do the Cowboys need this offseason. You mentioned Lawrence. You mentioned Gregory. Both those guys will be back. We think Dorrance Armstrong will be back, and we can have a discussion about him if you want. I know Jerry Jones likes him probably more than even his biggest fan member, or, you know, fan club members in the world, but it does feel like this team could use another defensive end uh, because they're just not getting a lot of production out of Alden Smith right now. Maybe this is the week we see Bradley and I. I, I kind of doubt it, right? I, I hope. I, you know, I'd, it'd be great to see him, but yeah, I, I just don't know if that's going to happen. You know, maybe uh, the Cowboys spend a little bit of money and they go get the uh, the other guy that's playing for the other team this week, and uh, our our good buddy John Owning's uh, best buddy Carl Lawson. Uh, mm, I think, that'd be a fun one. And I think that that's a guy that you know, maybe Cowboys fans should be keep an eye on simply because he's a free agent next year. I can't imagine that Cincinnati lets him go, but he is still an incredible pass rusher and has, has I think, as many pressures as almost any other defensive end in football right now. So You know what, what I'm looking forward to this offseason <clears throat> is seeing the Cowboys look for that designated pass rusher, right? We heard them talk about it this offseason, about how they wanted these guys that could play you know, stand-up linebacker that could come down and play on the edge. A guy like Carl Lawson seems like a a perfect fit for that type of role, correct? Absolutely. I mean, you know, look, I'm an Auburn guy, so I've loved Lawson since college. You're a little biased then. A little biased, but, uh, you know, I I thought he's always been a very effective. He's he's very talented. He's very skilled, you know, and I think that's the thing is that he has a high level of – technical skill and and, and, uh, and technique and I think that that you know what's been problematic with him the only thing that's been problematic with him is is injuries staying healthy and staying Correct. on the field uh, he stayed healthy during his contract year which is a nice sign so far um, you know I, I I like him a lot and I, I if if he were to come loose from Cincinnati this this offseason I think the Cowboys sh- should look at it this Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. 
but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, so speaking of guys that we, we may want to poach from the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, the guy that I have my eye on is William Jackson, their star cornerback. Seems like his play has kind of gone up and down since Paul Gunther left uh, there with the Cincinnati Bengals. He played really well last week against Devontae Parker. If you're a really big football nerd, that Amari Cooper, William Jackson matchup this week is one that I'm going to have an eye on because I think Jackson is somebody who maybe not a lot of people know, despite being a first round pick, he is going to get absolutely paid in free agency. And this is just another good test for Amari Cooper, right? I, I love watching Amari Cooper play. Uh, I, I love watching him just just toast Marcus Peters last week against the Ravens. Uh, so this is a fun little battle, right? Yeah, and uh, another uh, big time uh, f- uh, follower and another one of our friends and Jonah Tolls, who was a huge mm. fan of William Jackson coming out and uh, turned us on, to, or at least turned me on to him when he was when he was coming out. And I, yeah, I really liked his tape out of Houston. I thought he could be a star corner, and he's he's come out and I, you know he's dealt he's dealt with his own little bout of injuries a little bit early on mm-hmm. in his career, but I think it's kind of evened out. He's shown you exactly the kind of player he is. Uh, he has the physical uh, attributes and the skill set to uh, be a, a number one corner, and and his name may not be well known because uh, you know begin that's what happens often when you go to Cincinnati. You don't get a lot of of uh, national games. Your name doesn't get out mm-hmm. there as much. But the people that know football, uh, they they know. William Jackson, and, and, and it's very, very likely that he is going to see uh, some uh, big money be thrown his way when it comes this offseason. How do you think Amari Cooper has played this year? Because uh, <laughs> he's one of these guys that's on pace for like 1,200 yards. I mean, it doesn't feel like it, but he is. Uh, he's got touchdowns in back-to-back games, uh, played well against Washington, played fairly well against Baltimore. Uh, how would you assess Amari Cooper's year? Because I know there's a lot of people out there, and we, listen, we even had this conversation in the offseason. It's like, hey, after that 2021 season, the Cowboys will need to decide between Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup who they want to give a long-term extension to. And to me, it hasn't been close. Uh, no. what do you, how do you grade Amari Cooper's season so far? Yeah, I mean, Cooper has produced regardless of who's been out there. And I, and I think that that's a, sh- a sure sign that this is that he's a talented wide receiver who's able to get sure. open and, and and when you're open, you know, almost any NFL quarterback can hit you when you're as open as Amari Cooper can be uh, at times. Mm-hmm. So, uh yeah, I think he's I mean, you said it that he's been able to produce despite the fact that that Dak has not been, you know, uh, in in the lineup for almost half or more than half the season. Um, and I think that y- you look at the kind of rotating cast of guys that have been all around him, not just the quarterback position, but the, uh, the offensive line position. Sure. Uh, sure. And it's, you know, it's basically that's had an effect on his game because he doesn't get as many as many deep routes because they, they can't really a- a- wait for them to develop. What does Amari Cooper do? 
he just adjusts and, and starts getting open on short routes, intermediate routes, which is not a problem for him with his route running. So, uh, yeah, I think Amari Cooper in true Amari Cooper style is playing like one of the top 10 wide receivers in football, uh, but, but but quietly and not, and not, you know, making a lot of noise about it. Yeah, Amari Cooper on pace for 101 receptions this season, 1,200 yards and five touchdowns. This five games with Dak Prescott, Andy Dalton, Garrett Gilbert, Ben DiNucci. I mean, he's just a superstar, yep. and uh, he's reminding you. And I think what's funny is he started the season off not very healthy, right? Yeah. He had this weird uh, foot injury going into the year. He's going to probably play every game absolutely dominating. Uh, let's talk about a couple guys, Landon, who are not playing very well. Uh, that's linebackers Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith. Um, boy, uh, you watch the All-22 against Baltimore, and it just makes your head spin. Um, I'm curious to see how they play in this game. Will Cincinnati rush for 300 yards? Probably not, but I guess that's anything's possible with this defense right now. Uh, what are you looking forward to seeing with these two guys? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, you've said it. Like They're just not playing very good football. And, and you know, we've kind of all gone back and forth debating whether this was a, a player, you know, performance issue if it's a scheme issue uh it's a player performance inside the scheme issue (laughs) and i and i don't know that we need to really parse it at this point but at this point uh both of these linebackers are individually struggling to to fulfill the assignments when they know the assignments and i think also struggling with their assignments as far as what to do at times and you know it's caused bad eye discipline it's caused them to you know, be you know, with linebacker, and, and just to kind of quickly break it down, linebacker is such a, a, a every every snap is a car wreck. There's so much moving in front of your face at at all right. times. You have to follow your cues. So at snap, you have things that your eyes immediately go to to try to determine exactly what the the, the form of the play is, and then those those cues will lead you onto other cues that you need to follow in, mm-hmm. in order to figure out where to go. Because if you don't, your eyes will get lost with all, especially against a game last week against Baltimore right. where they're right. sending guys across the formation so uh, i think for the cowboys it may simply be a case of needing to kind of try to simplify things a little bit more and, and again this goes back to what we talked about with the, the kind of general issues with trying to in a shortened offseason go from a simple one gap very straightforward very stripped down defense that marinelli used to run to a little bit more complex a little bit more uh you know, two gapping, a little bit mix and match of different schemes, uh, sort of situation that Nolan brought in, you know, and and not you know, obviously you can say what you want about whether Nolan's been a good coach or a bad coach. That shortened season has not helped at all for the Cowboys linebackers and and understanding and figuring out the scheme. So, like I said, whether it's scheme, whether it's the players' performance, it feels like it's a little bit of both. But what the Cowboys need to do is find a way for their linebackers to play comfortably inside their run fits and then they have got to finish the tackles i mean i think it's not just the linebackers but uh, you're seeing it with uh, some deep to back some safeties as well they need to figure out a way to bring ball carriers to the ground regularly because it seems like they've struggled with that uh you know on and off throughout the season Especially Leighton Van Rush. And that's not something that we're really accustomed no. to seeing because at Boise State and during his first couple of years in the NFL, just a phenomenal tackler. One of the best tacklers at all, you know, the entire linebacker position. Uh, you like his size and his length to be able to bring down these ball carriers. But for whatever reason, he's really struggling in that area. Um, 
Do we think that Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith are the team's starting linebackers in 2021 in week one? I really don't know. You know, I, I think it's a tough question. It's a question I've asked myself a lot. Um, you know, Of the I, two, who's more likely to start? Layton, because he still yeah. has a year definitely in a season, and, and Jalen's contract is prohibitive. I mean, if they wanted to get rid of Jalen, they probably should, you know, think about it this year because it is a, it is a lot of money, and especially with – uh, uh, you know the the salary cap potentially going down as opposed to going up with with the COVID. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to need all the money you can. So uh, I, I think no matter even if Layton you know fell off the face of the earth and was playing you know Carson Wentz level bad football, uh, <laughs> I just had to throw it in. Sorry, oh, poor uh, Layton. Uh, 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 even if he was playing like that, I, I still think because of the 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 rookie contract, him still being on the books sure. for one more year, I think they would definitely at least give him one more year. Whereas Jalen. You know they've they've re-signed that contract. If 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 they are trying to get out of that deal, uh, that would be the, where I would be looking to make a change. If you had to change only one of those two, so Leighton Van Der Esch and Michael Parsons are going to be the Cowboys' starting linebackers in Week One of 2021, right? We'll get into that on a later show. Don't you guys worry. We're going to have plenty of draft talk to tell you why Michael Parsons is going to be the Cowboys pick, but uh, that's for a different time. Uh, The last thing that we're looking forward to seeing here against the Cincinnati Bengals in week 14 are some of the young kids, right? It sounds like we might see more Reggie Robinson, uh, probably by default, right? No (laughs) Chidabe Awuzie, who's out because of COVID. No Trevon Diggs. Anthony Brown has a rib injury, so you're down your top three corners. They cut Daryl Worley early in the season. Maurice Kennedy opted out. So by my count, that's your top five corners probably, right? Yep, right around there. And maybe you got one of those guys, but I, I don't think one is enough. Yeah, yeah. So maybe some more Reggie Robinson. Tyler Biotish actually practiced this week. Not sure he's going to play, but uh, it would be great to get him back because I don't know about you, Landon, but I think there's a pretty significant difference or pretty significant difference at center uh, compared to you know when Joe Looney's in the lineup and Biotish is in the lineup. Correct. Well, yeah, and beyond that too. I mean, because Biotish is the younger player, the rookie. I, I want him to get all those snaps. I, I mean, just sure. to, just to kind of all every single one of those snaps is going to be more experience under his belt. He's seen another a defense. He's seen another you know unique formation. Uh, so uh, you know, for someone like Biotish, where there's a lot of uh, uh, mental acuity that's required of the position, especially at center. I want him out there to get as many snaps as he is healthy for, because that experience especially is value, invaluable at his position. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Any other young players you're interested in seeing? Uh, I, I'll throw one out there. I think we might see more of Tony Pollard. It seems like Ezekiel Elliott is dealing with a little bit of a calf injury. 
I really don't understand why the Cowboys would want to put more miles on Zeke over this final month. Give them to Tony Pollard. Maybe we see more of like a Noah Brown who played well last week. Any other young uh, kids you're looking forward to watching? I mean, they're all playing already. You know, it's like it's, it, I, it's true. I mean, it's like I don't know how to call uh, uh, you know Connor McGovern a young kid anymore. He's starting for the last few games. I thought he's been playing really well. Um, uh, Terrence Steele. I think Terrence Steele's been okay the really, last two weeks. Really, really bounced back and, and played a lot better football than he had previously. Kudos uh, to him, yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know, I think that a lot of the young guys, you know, Day, uh, Wilson is still out, I think, with on injured Donovan reserve. Donovan Wilson, yeah. Yeah, so, so we'll probably won't see him this week. But, you know, I, I just think a lot of the young guys that we've, we've been watching, is, again, it's great to see Terrence Steele playing better football. You know, Absolutely. like and, yes. and, and especially if he could finish the season strong in a way that he didn't start the season, um, you know that's a great sign for what you've got in the future at the position. I don't know if he's you know becomes your first choice for swing tackle next. No, but year. if he's your fourth tackle and you know playing the way, I, I I think he was noticeably better than Brandon Knight last week. Yeah, Knight has really really fallen off. It's like they've traded places in this last part of the and, season. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's because of the injury, right? Yeah, Knight absolutely. had the the MCL injury, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's just not a hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that they're doing he's doing what he can. He's gutting it out, and I think that that just shows you who Brandon Knight is. But, uh, yeah, I do think that he came back because they absolutely needed him and, and not because he felt 100% healthy. And maybe next year you don't necessarily need to bring back Cameron Irving if you feel good enough about Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele. Again, we need to see more from both of those guys over the final month of the season, but that's what we're looking for now, right? Can these guys fill and roll so you don't have to spend free agent dollars on somebody like a Cameron Irving? That's, I mean, again, Lane, that's the point of the season we're at now when we're sitting at three and nine. It's, uh, it's been quite the year. Yeah. Um, let, let's do it before we go. Score prediction. Who do you have winning this game and why? Well, I'm at the point now where uh, I am looking at how these, uh, these teams run the football. And uh, because hmm. that, to me, like, that's ultimately what is going to be the deciding factor. The Cowboys can't seem to stop anybody in the run game. And no. and I, and I think that, you know, that if they are able to that's basically the the kind of end all be all for my decision. So, if the Cowboys are able to kind of slow down uh, you know, Giovanni Bernard and and uh, I don't know Samaje P Ryan is P Ryan yeah. playing is P Ryan yeah okay. yeah so yeah and, and, and you know those guys are P Ryan is is a physical back and Giovanni Bernard is is kind of, is more of kind of your lightning quick receiving back type uh, but if the, if the Cowboys aren't able to stop uh, and look a lot of it is going to be hinged on the offensive line the Bengals are struggling there as we've mentioned before earlier. But I, I still don't know if I feel confident that the Cowboys are going to be able to stop the run. And, and I, I, they're going to win this game, Landon. I'm, I'm just going to say that. The Cowboys are going to win this game. You I, can mark it down. It's a guarantee. You put it in three-inch, bold-headed. Wow. They're going to win this game. I, I, you, you're definitely more confident than I am. I, I think it's going to be a close game. I do think the Cowboys will win. I, I will say I, I think they get they, that same 17 points, but you know maybe not, without, not with the turnover. So I'm going to say Cowboys win. In a barn burner, 17-14. Yeah, the only reason I'm so confident is because I'm actively rooting against them to lose. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just, as a Cowboy fan, you're never happy. That's so, typical, whatever. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'm going to say Dallas puts up a lot of points. 24 points in this game. We're going to win 24-21. 
uh, in an epic game here in week 14. Epic. That is it for today's show. Make sure you guys are downloading, subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, remember, you can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys on Twitter. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy week 14, and we will see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 